thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank God for the Word. Thank God for the help of the Word. And I tell you what, the the Word gives us the best life. (laughs) Not just being hearers, but being doers of the Word. Amen. We've been taking some time and talking about this word righteousness because really righteousness is who you are in Christ. What He's made yours what belongs to you, what you can do, what kind of life you should live because you're right with God. And Jesus made it possible. Righteousness is a free gift from Jesus. It's not something we've earned. It's not something we can do enough good works Mm -hmm. to make ourselves righteous. It's something that Jesus made a free gift of ours. We're not righteous because we've done everything right. Right. We're righteous because Jesus did everything right. Amen. Amen. And so when we're righteous, we can come boldly before God. We can come bold. Our conscience doesn't smite us, so to speak. We can be bold with our faith. And really, one of the greatest enemies to our faith is to not have a righteousness consciousness. If we're sin conscious of where we missed it, our faults, our failures, our weakness, that will weaken our faith. Yes. But if we'll, be, if we'll be mindful, no, Jesus made me right with God. He's cleansed me of my past, cleansed me of my sins, my faults, my failures, then we can be bold yes. when we come before God and lay hold of things boldly and not have a hand that uh, retracts, but a hand that takes. Amen. Amen. Um, we have been looking at this verse. Jesus made a statement. He said, the kingdom of God is in you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Then Paul makes a statement in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. And he says, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, mm-hmm. peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now look at that. That's the flow of the Holy Ghost. That if if we say we're following the Spirit in life, we're following God in life, then we're going to follow Him in this flow of righteousness. Righteousness is the flow of our everyday life. Amen. Amen. Now, um, knowing that He has made us righteous, we have to find out really... We need to do our own studying. You have to take time because in a, in a episode like this, we could never teach you all that belongs to you in Christ. But the Word teaches it to you. Go and find the verses that in the epistles. Well, what's the epistles? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the Gospels. All the other books of the New Testament are the epistles. And so go into those and find the verses that, that say in Him, in Christ, mm-hmm. in whom, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. by him, through him, all these things that he has made ours and feed on those, meditate on them. We have those listed actually on our website. You can go to DufresneMinistries.org, download those. They're called In Him Scriptures. Mm -hmm. You can download them for free. And we want you to get hold of those, meditate on those. Speak those to yourself. Say those over and over and over to yourself until they become spendable to you, until they take root in your heart. Take root in your thought life. It'll change the way you see yourself. When someone struggles with a bad self-image, it's because they've not yet seen themselves in Christ Mm -hmm. as they ought. That's good. When you find out who you are in Christ, all all bad self-image is done away with. Amen. 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 Now we've been using as one of our main texts that we're going to in Isaiah chapter 54. We invite you to go there again. Isaiah chapter 54. And we're going to look at verse 13. It reads, For all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. So notice the divine connection here between being taught Mm -hmm. about the Lord, who you are in Him, and having peace. These are connected. Verse 14, In righteousness shalt thou be established. It's not enough to be righteous. You have to establish it in you. Jesus established you in righteousness. But you have to establish it in your own spirit, in your own way of thinking, in your own words, Mm -hmm. that you are right with God. All the things that belong to you because you belong to Christ. So in verse 14, In righteousness shalt thou be established. And look what happens when you've established this in you. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Thou shalt not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. So notice these things. Jesus has made us righteous, but we have to know what that does for us. Amen. Listen, God's not mad at us. (laughs) That's one of the things. We have free access to God. We're right with God. Now, I want want to go over to Ephesians in chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to start reading in verse 10. You'll know this passage. Um, and there's one, one phrase especially I want you to see. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, it reads, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, what's that mean? Well, the Lord and His Word are one. So to be strong in the Lord means to be strong in the Word or be full of the Word. Right. And in the power of his might is the Holy Spirit. So if we could say it this way, be strong in the word, be strong in the spirit, or be full of the word, be full of the spirit. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the strategies of the, of the devil. So notice this, he's made the armor ours, but we have to put it on, put it on. Doesn't that remind you kind of like what Isaiah said, be established? You put it on. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Now see, he's made it ours, but we have to 
we, it, it needs our cooperation. That's right. Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to, to, to withstand it in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how, what does it mean having done all to stand? That means we took the armor and we put it on. That's right. yes. Verse 14, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Now notice this, with, this means we've put it on. That's right. Look at this. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Where's the, bre- the breastplate? It covers your vital organs. Yes. Your breastplate, if I could say this, it's going to shield your spirit. Yes. The vital part of you. In verse 15, in your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Not only is this armor that we use for our everyday life just to keep ourselves shielded from the strategies of the enemy, but it's also what we use when we go to prayer because the devil's always trying to back you out of the place of victory in prayer. And, but I wanted you to see this, that we have to put on the breastplate of righteousness. You can't just confess and say, I put on the breastplate of righteousness. Well, what is that? You have to know who you are in Christ. You have to put it on by saying it. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. All these things you have to say of what belongs to you because you're in Christ. Now on the previous episode, and I want to state some of the things I said on the previous episode again, because they're important for us to get hold of. Um, And then I want to go a little bit further with it. Where people... Uh, fail to put on the breastplate of righteousness. They, when they do, notice this, the first thing that it says in verse 14 of Ephesians 6, 14, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. How many of you know the word is truth? Yes. Having on the breastplate of righteousness, the word is going to show you who you are in Christ mm-hmm. to be able to put on that righteousness. Um, whenever... The enemy who is the, in, the, the word calls the accuser of the brethren. He tries to attack you, your righteousness, mm-hmm. tries to make you think that you're not right with God. Right. Well, if we miss it, if we sin, we do have to repent so that we, because when we sin, we didn't do right. right. See, righteousness is doing right, right. being right in God's terms of what he calls right. Yes. When we aren't doing right and being right, according to his definition, that's sin. Mm-hmm. So if we sin, we have to confess it. Yes. Um, if we don't confess it, we put weapons in the devil's hand against our life. Right. Mm-hmm. He will use that against yes. us. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to leave something unconfessed because he, right. you get off on the devil's territory. Mm-hmm. See, sin is uh, disobeying God, yeah. right? And sin is getting on the devil's territory. We get on the devil's territory and he'll attack us. Yeah. So that's why as quick as you can, yes. you want to repent yes. because then you're off the devil's territory and then he, you're no longer open to his attacks. Yes. But what about when we have missed it in the past and so many people are living under torment, uh-huh. fear, yes. regrets, shame, uh-huh 
guilt, all of these things, and they serve to push us down. The devil will take those things and he will try to day after day fortify those things against us Uh in our thinking, in our own hearts. Mm -hmm. And what it does, it causes our hand of faith to not be bold. It causes us to draw back instead of being bold to lay hold of things that we need from God. And so the word tells us what to do when we miss it. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So since we're cleansed, now we're righteous again. What is it that cleanses us? The blood of Jesus. I want to go back and I want to look again at Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. We were stating on the previous episode that the brain, the mind of man is a computer. It stores everything. Mm -hmm. Everything you've seen, everything you've done, everything you've heard, it's stored. But we need a delete button (laughs) because everything that's stored is not worth keeping. (laughs) There are times, you know, with our staff, we have them every so often, they have to go back and clean off the hard drive clean off their, the hard drive on their computers. Why? So it doesn't bog it down. It yeah. slows the function of it down. Well, I want you to know when we are holding on to things that should be let go, it, it holds back our advancement in spiritual things that needs to be cleansed off. <laughs> well, it's not through what we do, so, so to speak, by works that we cleanse it. It's the blood of Jesus Man. that cleanses it. Yes, Amen. Amen. The divine cleansing agent, yes. the s- divine spot remover. Yes. Amen. Yes. And so Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 14, I'm going to read it off the screen here real quick. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So it's saying this, the blood of Jesus will purge your conscience yes. from dead works so that you can serve the living God. That's because right. when we are carrying around memories of the past, mm-hmm. troubled by memories of the past, yes. it will affect how far he can use us. Oh, that's good. How, how much will yield to him that's to use so us? Yes. Because so many people draw back mm-hmm. from being used because they think, oh, God can't use me for that or God can't use me for that. Uh, Well, in ourselves, none of us could be used, but the blood of Jesus makes the difference. The blood of Jesus qualifies us, amen, Amen. to be vessels that God can use. It purges us and cleanses us so that we can be used in greater and greater ways. Um, As I was saying, I was saying on the previous episode that... um, There are things that every single one of us wish we hadn't have done, wish we hadn't have said, places we hadn't gone, fellowships we shouldn't have had, whatever uh, of the past. But once we once we uh, confess that and God forgives us, how much more the devil will try to bring that Mm -hmm. back to our memory? Uh When he does, you better answer it. That's That's right. He will try to replay that before you so that you, you don't advance with God. You draw back from God. Not only that, it will trouble your mind. How many people have troubled their current marriage because they haven't let go of what happened to them in past relationships? 
we, we would call it the term baggage. Don't carry your baggage from the past into where you're going. When people don't let go of what happened to them as a child, and listen, some horrific things have happened to people as a children. I don't diminish what people have. I don't make light of that, but neither does God. He doesn't make light of it. He sent the most powerful thing he has to cleanse you and free you from it, the blood of Jesus, because he doesn't treat it lightly. It takes the blood of Jesus to, to, to make everything of the past right. Amen. And so there are so many things that trouble people's minds about their past. Um, and they will use, they, these things will, the devil will use them to stunt their spiritual development. My husband, his, his parents had a very difficult years when they first got married. Um, not to go into the whole story, but when they got married, they got married during World War, at the outbreak of World War II. They were two single kids, found she was pregnant, so they ended up getting married. Back during that day, there was such shame associated with that, the stigma of that. And her father committed suicide. And when he committed suicide, he left a note to his mama, excuse me, to Ed's mother, which was his daughter, and said, the reason I'm doing this is because you have embarrassed the family. Well, you know this. A lot, of par- a lot of families have gone through difficult things and people didn't commit suicide over right. it. Right. What it was, there was a spirit that had yes. dogged this man, but that was one of the things that the devil used and he left that note to his daughter. Wow. That troubled her for yeah. her whole life. Can you imagine oh, yeah. that he laid the blame on her, which it wasn't her fault. No. Right. This, Satan comes to steal, right. kill and destroy. Yeah. But those words troubled her and it was one thought that she didn't know how to get rid of and it drove her into a mental institution. And it's a tragic thing, but there's a cure. The blood of Jesus and the good news is she got saved. And the blood of Jesus cleansed her, but it took her life for years in the wrong direction because of one thought that troubled her. It only takes one thought undealt with to rob you of the best life. God doesn't want that for you. I don't care what has happened in your past. God doesn't want your past robbing you of the best life. So he has the blood of Jesus as the, as the divine delete button on the replay of the mind. So we could, I I want again, let's read that Hebrews chapter nine, verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. See his blood, his blood could cleanse us because his blood had no spot in it. That that blood will purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. One commentator put on this word conscience, he said, replay of the mind, that the blood of Jesus will purge the replay of the mind. You say, Pastor Nancy, my mind is harassed, troubled by what I've done wrong, how I've not been the parent I should have been or the wife I should have been or the decisions I've made wrong. I want you to know you can lay the blood of Jesus by faith on that replay of the mind. Amen. God forgives you, but it, that forgiveness reaches into and affects the mind. Yes, that's right. 
Amen. Amen. You, when the devil tries to bring the replay back up to you, you say, no, you don't. That's right. You tell him, no, you don't. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me from that. It purges me from that. Yes. And you just thank God. Thank you for the blood and just see his blood washing yes. the mind. You have to apply the blood. That's right. I said, you have to apply the blood. As Ephesians said, you have to put on the breastplate of righteousness. This is part of who you are in Christ. The blood belongs to you in Christ for you to spend as you need to apply it so that you're not living troubled and harassed. Amen. 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 Uh, My husband years ago, he was having a service uh, on the road. He ministered on the road and uh, he had a healing service. He called me after that particular service and he told me of all the miracles that God did in that service. It was a landmark meeting. Well, how many of you know when, when great things are done by the power of God and the word of God, the devil's not going to congratulate you. <laughs> so that night, really the devil launched an attack on his mind. And, um, he said, you know, he was in his hotel room that night. I was at home and he called me later and he said, my mind was just harassed and troubled by the devil saying, you messed up your words. You shouldn't have said this. You shouldn't have said that. You should have done that different. Oh, you, you messed this up. You messed that up. And he says, before long, I'm just buried under these words of, of condemnation. He said, I got up the next morning and he said, I was still just dealing with that. And he said, um, I was just telling God, he said, you know, God, I, I just shouldn't even be in the ministry, you know. And he says, I was shaving the next morning, shaving, looking at myself in the mirror and just under the effect of those words. And he said, uh, he said, God, I have, you know, there's just so many faults and failures and weaknesses. He says, I've missed it so much in life. I've made bad decisions and stuff. And he said, all of a sudden, he said, I saw a bust of me. I had a vision. And I saw like a marble bust, one that you might see in a museum or something. He said, I saw that appear in front of me. And he said, and it was the exact image of me. He said, it looked just like me. And he said, all of a sudden, I saw a hammer come at the top of that, that statue and strike it at the top and cracks just went all throughout that bust. And God spoke to him and said, those are all your faults, mm-hmm. your failures, your weaknesses, your sins. And Ed said, I just started crying. I said, yes, I know I told you. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to tell you. Uh, I'm not even qualified to be entrusted with this kind of a ministry. I've just missed, I've just made, you know, I've just missed it so much in life. And he said, and he looked back up and when he saw that same bust again, he said, all of a sudden blood started oozing out of all those cracks and filled it in completely. And God spoke to him and said, the blood of Jesus makes up all the difference. Aren't you glad to know the blood of Jesus? You, you know, it's not going back and trying to erase the past. Your past is worth one thing, forgetting. Forget it. Once you've repented. Now, sometimes God may deal with you of, you need to go make this right with that person. That's fine. But don't you go back through the catalog of your past and trying to say, how can I correct it? God, if God wants you to do something in connection with that, he'll lead you to that. But otherwise you just let the blood of Jesus purge it, cleanse it away and go on in victory. Go on cleansed. I know this, that there were, there was a particular time in my life when I had gone through a difficult, difficult situation, 
that situation tried to trouble me. That uh, what had gone on with a particular relationship tried to trouble me. And I would just lay in bed and during during times at going to sleep at night, waking up in the morning, Mm -hmm. and I would just say, thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Thank you that I'm cleansed. And then then I'd tell you what else I'd do. I'd lay there and pray in the Holy Ghost. When you pray in the Spirit, there is divine help. And I could just, if I could say it this way, it was like a, a divine vacuum that vacuumed out of me all the memory of that bad situation, of that difficult setting. And I prayed for hours a day in the Spirit. And after, at the end of that, it was, it's like all the effects of that were completely gone. There have been things in people's life that have tried to affect them going forward, but you don't have to live with wrestling with that. The blood of Jesus purges that away. And as you pray in the Holy Ghost, I tell you what, not wanting to hold on to it, the Holy Ghost will just remove that from you. Amen. My husband went through a very difficult test years and years ago. And there was a precious minister by the name of Norval Hayes. And he said to my husband, he said, Ed, he said, the way to get the hurt out, take time to pray in the Holy Ghost. That's good. He said, I've seen those who did not get the hurt out and it broke their bodies down. It broke their minds down. You have divine help. Get the hurt out. And it's not by your effort. It's just by you yielding to the help of heaven. And my husband took a lot of time praying in the spirit. And as he did, just every bit of, if I could say remnant, Mm -hmm. the blood of Jesus cleanses every spot away so that there's no debris left. And you don't pass that debris on to your children. You don't pass it on to another relationship, into a business setting, into fellowship with anybody else. You get rid of it and you have a clean slate. Amen. (laughs) When we come into Christ, we're a new man. And we're not left to our flesh to try to emotionally get rid of things. You can pray in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will draw every bit of that out. The blood of Jesus will purge it out. But you apply it and you receive the divine help that comes and belongs to you in Christ. This cleanness belongs to you. Amen. You receive the cleansing that only the blood can do for you. Amen. So I want to pray with those of you right now. Those of you who have been dealing with troubling thoughts, things that have harassed you in the past. I say, Satan, you take your hand off their minds in Jesus name. And I say the blood of Jesus, say this after me, the blood of Jesus, Jesus. it purges, it cleanses me. It purges the replay of the mind. It purges my conscience from all those dead works so that I can serve the living God without any memory or troubling of the past. Thank you, Jesus, that your blood makes me free. And I am whole in every way. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org.
In this book by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Tulsa, Oklahoma at The Rock Church, April 16th through the 20th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.